0: important hello and welcome to blind Buy, a bargain bin adventure i'm your host the clairvoyant i'll be joined by my co-host bloody brody shortly i picked up five random movies from a discount shop's bargain bin for under ten dollars and i plan on reviewing these movies with no prior knowledge of their contents sometimes special guests will join in on the fun At the end of the season, one poor individual will win all five pieces of Garp DVDs that we review in the first season. You can find the contest details on our Twitter at BlindBuy and Facebook.com slash BlindBuy Podcast. Now, this sweepstakes is bound by Canadian law. Because of this, you'll be required to correctly answer a skill-testing mathematical question. Sorry. But enough about that, and let's get to it. I grew up during the Harry Potter craze. I've read all the books and seen all the movies. Magic was the in thing. Not only did it resonate with a lot of young folk, it inspired a lot of writers too, both novelists and screenwriters. Whether they admit it or not, its influence can be seen in countless books and movies. Twilight, The Spiderwig Chronicles, Percy Jackson. Most of these blossomed into series that arguably stood on their own, but never managed to capture the magic and franchise opportunity of Harry Potter. Today's movie did neither. Let's meet our panel for today. Let's take a look at the yearbook. Blind By, Class of 2015. Cutest couple, the Clairvoyant and Bloody Brody. Aww. Least likely to succeed. The Last Keepers. Alright, welcome back to the Weedonverse Podcast. This is Mr. Universe here, and I'm joined with my co-host, The Clairvoyant. How are you? What? (laughs) It's a little throwback to my day ones. Not, like, my old podcast that we swept under the rug, but my new successful one. So how are you? What'd you you do today? Y'all well-rested and fed and watered?
1: I'm watered. I'm... I ate an orange. That's important. Uh, I'm not rested, though. I'm I'm tired. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> so
0: I I had Quiznos, and I promised to, to tell this story. Uh, this Quiznos, I I recently broke my, ex, my self-exile from this Quiznos. What happened was, years ago, I used to work nearby, and so I'd go there for lunch. And I'd just, you know, I had an hour lunch break, which was nice. I'd eat my food, and then I'd read a book so at the time I was reading pro, I believe it was Lemis Lab for the third or second or third time and it's the part where it's like slang and it's boring so my mind is wandering and I'm kind of like thinking about other things and I'm like what happened to the website from the Amanda show Penelope from The Amanda Show would always be like, Amanda, please, and she had AmandaPlease.com. Like, does that website, did it actually exist? And if so, does it still exist?
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: Well, yeah, uh, it, does, it does exist. And not only does it exist, it loudly plays the Amanda Show theme <laughs> on repeat in Quiznos coming from your phone. And I was fumbling, trying to turn off the damn phone. I ended up taking the battery out, and I, I can never eat here again. <laughs> and now they have an entirely new staff, and so I can eat there again. Can you though?
1: Are you sure they don't have like a picture? I f- I feel face? the shame.
0: <laughs> But that is my story of self exile. That is embarrassing. Man, 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 man.
1: No. It's not even a good song either. (laughs) I don't know. Could it be worse? Could you have opened up porn on accident?
0: (laughs) You know, I think that would be an improvement.
1: Yeah? I was thinking that too, actually. So
0: now let's talk about things that actually matter. Uh, We'll talk about the movie that we're watching, The Last Keepers, from 2013 or 2011. Sources seem to vary. Uh, it's 85 minutes long. 85 glorious minutes long. Glorious minutes. And it's in the uh, teen romance drama genre. No. So we let's jump right into it. We start... Really cool, actually. We start in this dark forest, and there's like a little white-haired boy-girl.
1: Actually, you know... It looks like the kid from the babadook (laughs) i I was gonna say i i called him willow the whole time yeah movie with that little midget he's got that that's blue
0: yeah 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 it looks like the kid from the babadook it is a girl apparently he 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 (laughs) he slash she slash it sees a woman lying there on the ground injured who then heals herself with magic it zooms in on the kid's eye we get some crazy evil dead shots of like trees. Yeah. With a raven flying through them. And then the raven approaches the kid and starts calling which fades into an alarm clock. So we're like a minute and a half in. I have no idea what the hell is going on but I'm not bored. I
1: thought this was a kid's movie and then it started like that. I'm like oh. (laughs) Yeah it was really dark. The alarm clock
0: belongs to this teenage girl with uh, thick old brows waking up in her fancy ass bedroom and now outside there's someone i don't they're welding or cutting shit with like a circular saw or sanding or something i i'm a pussy i can't tell the difference i must
1: say it was welding cuz she had that really big thick mask on had the mask but it didn't look like they were welding it looked like they were like sanding yeah. i don't
0: know someone correct us and <laughs> explain to us how wrong we are the winner of the
1: movie should like
0: (laughs) so we get our opening credits kind of not a scrawl but pops up over this just names here and there first up is aiden quinn who is that guy that played gregson on elementary then we get victoria madsen michael madsen's less successful little sister and then Zosia Mamet, yeah. I believe her name is, her. who is the the Mirain teenager we saw before. Raya. I'm going to stop right here and plop in an editor's note saying that her name is Zosia Mamet. I don't watch girls. Sue me. We're going to call her by the wrong name for the rest of the show. Mirain means rodent-like for all you plebeians out there. <laughs> and then we get... Oscar and Golden Globe winner Olympia Dukakis, who's doing some that tradesy thing. She's the person in the mask, while Aiden Quinn is reading a book and sipping some tea. We have Sam Underwood, who are those twins from the following. And then we got Nat Wolf. (laughs) One of the Naked Brothers band
1: guys.
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, Aiden Quinn is revealed to be sipping his tea in a canoe okay and we get some more names on the screen but now they're paired up so that's how you know they're not important and so let's focus on the action and the cheeky like kids movie score hey there's olympia dukakis's name in the credits at this point too so wait so maybe we shouldn't have
1: stopped paying attention (laughs) just now yeah so they put all the unimportant people in front of the award winning yes she should it should start with a. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Olympia Dukakis is in <laughs> so our mousy hero is uh, I don't know she's ironing a plastic dress I guess I'm fascinated from this jump from the start of the movie to this
1: and she had like I thought it lo- at first I thought it was like a patch or she was like ironing like you know how you can iron like logos onto shirts and stuff yeah I thought that's what it was too Oh, we were wrong. (laughs) It's a lot weirder than that. So Michael Madsen's sister
0: is complaining about something in the kitchen. And then the rat... I shouldn't call her the rat. Uh, (laughs) our, Our rodent leg hero starts complaining. And then Academy Award winner Olympia Dukakis starts complaining about something. And something's happening and I don't know what's going on. But I'm sure it's important. Uh, our l- protagonist has a nice, ugly plastic dress on that she just made. Made out of garbage.
1: It does not look comfortable. No. Like, it's... Yeah, no, it... I couldn't do it. And it'd be loud. It'd be like eating sun chips all the time.
0: <laughs> I, well,
1: I don't... No, I you don't s- think so. You sit down, shh, She's sh- not
0: just wearing plastic bags, to- she... <laughs> <laughs> she
1: made it out of plastic I works. don't know the outline of how she makes it, the instructions. Ironing. <laughs> but on what? <laughs> Cardboard? Wire? It would melt the plastic, though. I think that's the point, actually. I think that's how yeah. it all sticks together. It's gotta be.
0: So we get some more family bonding, and then Zozia gets in the car and drives away and starts collecting... More plastic bags. How quirky. A uh, girl walks by and compliments her, but clearly doesn't mean it all
1: It's like a sarcasm.
0: Yeah, just throw in shade, she's like nice dress.
1: I would said thank you.
0: <laughs> Dripping. And then her cool Asian friend with pink streaks shows up with
1: stolen food. She's straight up like hey ho <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah. I like at at first I'm like kids movie. Then I saw the intro. I'm like, no. But I'm like maybe. And then I heard the hoe. I'm like nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so people are bullying
0: her. Two guys eye her up. So one of these dudes, he's the guy from the following, but he looks like young Ashton. <laughs> Who? Uh, Oliver.
1: No, but like who's Ashton?
0: Ashton Kutcher, man. Oh. That wolf looks kind of like Gordo from Lizzie McGuire with the glasses.
1: I liked him, actually. He's the cooler one out of the two. So one
0: thing I noticed, I think Zozia Mame has a deeper voice than they do. Like, they both have not hit puberty yet. They're...
1: I could have sworn she was, like, five years older than them during the film. I could be wrong. That's because girls
0: hit puberty faster. That's true. That's what I'm going with. So they're talking about doing something, but not really making sense. It's like, I'm going to do it.
1: No, man, don't do it. I'm going to do it. After he checked her out, he started to look up the dress, watch her walk. Watch her groove thing go.
0: So far, I can't say that I know what's going on at all. (laughs) Like, in, in general, I don't think I've captured a single plot point.
1: I'm just going to say though, if you're going to go to school, in high school, no less, in a paper bag dress, I would assume I'm going to get made fun of.
0: It's plastic. Right? She's the plastic bag princess.
1: Where's the dragon? <laughs> I guess the school's a dragon.
0: This movie's a dragon. <laughs>
1: oh! Burn it. <laughs>
0: So, in class, Zozia keeps checking out the, like, girl's hot boyfriend. Like, the, the girl who insulted her before. And then the two, are two little, it's not a gaggle of geeks, because there's only two. <laughs> gaggle. our two geeks continue making no sense. And they're talking about, oh, I'm gonna do it, don't do it. And then the, t- the sassy teacher just shows up and makes the class read poems that they wrote in front of the class. I that hate is the scene. So embarrassing. Who does that? This that is t- terrible. Write me a poem right now about me.
1: Oh, um, roses are red, violets are blue. What is what's are blue? Roses are re- <laughs> roses are red, violets are blue. I'm going to sue you for I'm not a- you lied, I'm not a poet. <laughs> so I I
0: did a poem about you. It's a haiku.
1: Oh, well this isn't fair. You, you were prepared I for was. this. You, you sassy teacher. So my haiku goes a little
0: like this. Poor bloody Brody. Probably enjoying this. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I also wrote a haiku about no. this scene.
1: Oh, this scene's the An word.
0: intriguing start devolved into school drama. Too late to stop now.
1: Wait, let me let me let me I go at this one. Okay. I got to get the whole haiku thing going on.
0: 575. You got this.
1: 575. An interesting No, I'm already done. You're already
0: <laughs> copying me. You're out. You're Did disqualified. I?
1: You said intriguing. I was going to say interesting. You disqualify. Okay. Yeah, I, I quit. I quit. Anyway. I quit.
0: So a kid gets selected to read a poem in front of the class and passes. Like, nope, not doing it. Because people are giggling at him. Because he has to read a poem in front of the
1: class. Well, he started and he read yeah, the title. Like,
0: like, The Longest Yard or something like that. Like, The, the Big Game. Some So yeah. young, Some 70s Ashton starts reading a love poem to Rhea, our main character.
1: And he volunteered. Yeah, he's like,
0: yeah, I'll read a poem. And he just... Oh, it's like the dumbest poem I've ever heard. It's embarrassing, it's cringeworthy, and it's the ballsiest move I've ever seen.
1: His friend is cooler than him, though. Like, by far. And it bugs me, because he's one of the main characters.
0: Yeah. And so, later, he's she kind of covers her face like no i'm not here <laughs> and he stops her later his name's oliver he stops her later to be like what did you think and she's kind of like um oh, no but then her asian friend shows up and literally
1: says hey <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and then they part their ways may
1: i there's a there's a line in the poem he reads because
0: the character's is
1: yeah so he mentions a Rhea of sun yeah, yeah, I caught and, that. And he makes this, like, really proud face at his yeah. friend. It's like, did you hear that? Uh, Wordplay. Yeah, right? It was good. And he just went right back into it. I'm like, I hate this show.
0: So she arrives at her dad's work, which is a museum or an art gallery or something. And they point out that she is or used to be a great painter. She painted this picture of a boat or something when she was 12 and now she's being all angsty teen like life sucks school sucks boys suck everyone <laughs> thinks i'm a freak
1: and well you're wearing a dress on you a wear paper or
0: plastic bags paper or plastic <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a witty joke no. what am i doing i'm out see ya <laughs>
1: i I think both hosts just quit this podcast,
0: <laughs> so she has like the standard like chill, cool dad like trope.
1: he better die i I think Oliver should die. her dad's cool he's got an earring <laughs> I like her dad
0: and then she's like driving the, th- the next day or later that day, <laughs> listening to like the used there's some emotion. <laughs> It's actually—it sounds like Sarah McLachlan. <laughs> and she sees the little Munchkin from the start of the movie in a field, who just it's like willow fades away. Disappearing effects always look dumb.
1: <laughs> and then they were gone. Like, ah. Well, what do you
0: expect? So she arrives home, and her mom's painting a nude of her dad. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so she's ordered to work on a painting and it sounds a lot like she's like an art thief like she's forging paintings for her gallery well (laughs) that's what i got out of this her mom is so adamant that she like makes exact replicas of paintings and her parents work at an art gallery where they sell paintings well
1: you don't want to put the actual painting up for the most part because what if it gets stolen right yeah, but they're probably selling forgeries. Yeah. Um, one one thing that was a little weird though, was when she walks in and sees like her mom painting her naked dad. What bugged me is she's like, Ew, it makes this look. But it's not very convincing. She she's making this look so her mom doesn't know that her and her father <laughs> have this thing going on. Where are you pulling this terrible s*** from? Oh in here I have a fan fiction actually of this movie. It took me a day. <laughs>
0: So she calls her mom Sergeant Take the Joy Out of Art. Now, I thought this movie said any likeness to real people was coincidental. <laughs> so anyway, Dukakis does some magic, and the mom is like, hey, don't do magic when Ray is nearby, and then the scene changes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that happened. Dukakis, you're an award winner. You know better. Not now. <laughs>
0: So the score has gone like from like a kids movie to Sarah McLachlan, like this weird like pagan Irish stuff, and they're doing like a weird pagan ritual outside, all dressed up with like flowers. That was a little
1: off-putting with the feel of the movie. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. Uh, Give to the earth. It's like, are you guys ready? Yep. And then boom. What? (laughs) Yeah. This is a coven. I love you if you got that joke. So at dinner
0: that night, Raya tells everyone that her friend Nico, who's probably the Asian because it looks like she only has one friend, uh, is applying to college. And everyone's like, no, absolutely not. Like, they're just so. Like, we talked about this. You're not bettering yourself. This is
1: so backwards from any teenage family.
0: And it's not like. It's not a money thing. They just, like, we hate the idea. Her chill dad is like open to art school, but her parents are like, "No, we're the last keepers of the tradition, and you aren't throwing that
1: away." Take a shot, she said it. <laughs> See, if it you let her go, comes back, you can keep her. And they're the last keepers.
0: <laughs> so, award winner Olympia Dukakis says, "Hey, I tried leaving once, and it sucked." Like her experiences validate <laughs> their family's weird concerns. <laughs> So, so the dad, who's clearly not even listening to the discussion, is like, oh, by the way, your painting sold to this dude named Oliver. Oh, we got a stalker. This could be good. I really
1: don't like Oliver.
0: The last creeper, am I right, ladies? <laughs> I make that joke a lot. Get used Can to.
1: we... I, I bet you in every background scene there's Oliver with a pair of binoculars.
0: So we cut to Oliver's friend NatWolf... Who's talking about Avatar?
1: <laughs> how it's got the greatest graphic—well, not graphics—CGI. Um, CGI. Net, don't talk about better movies in your movie.
0: So Mousy shows up and angrily confronts Oliver and demands her painting back. That's—that's that's not how payment works.
1: <laughs> She's willing to pay more.
0: True, but he doesn't want to. He's not there for money. He's there to creep on. What her. if he
1: already <laughs> used the painting? You can't give it use.
0: Don't allow. Okay. <laughs> so she calls him out on stalking. He basically admits it, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I'll be by your house later tonight to drop off
1: that." Meeting. I wouldn't let him. I'd say meet me at school after school. Whoa.
0: So the dad is fertilizing the lawn later that day with goat. Sh-
1: oh, by the way, they've pet goats, I guess. Well, they're they're witches, clairvoyant. They're witches. You need goats. It's in the satanic ritual. They're
0: not satanists. They're witches.
1: Actually, we don't know they that. They
0: could be. Anyway, Oliver shows up with a painting. Okay, is this movie going somewhere? I don't think it just trails. Like, what is happening? What is this plot? They started
1: with an end. like, damn it. We need to actually fill in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need to get to that point now. Oh. We, I just wrote an ending to a movie and they liked it. <laughs>
0: So Oliver, yeah, he shows up, he starts admiring her trash sculptures, so then he leaves, but like, she seems to have a total change of heart about him. It's like, oh, he loves garbage like I do.
1: (laughs) If it takes one line to change your perspective of somebody, I need to find that line.
0: Well, apparently that line is, hey, you make garbage sculptures? I love garbage.
1: Hey, some people's tr- garbage is another person's treasure. Unfortunately, only garbage is Rhea's treasure. Like Oliver, hey oh.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So the next night, her mom wakes up to a nightmare about her daughter dying. And she claims it was a vision. And at this point, I don't know if that's a thing or not. So yeah, she claims it was a vision... And her husband's like, "eh, hey, everybody dies someday. Go back to sleep." <laughs> he d- he just does not care. <laughs> Next morning, the squashes that Ray helped
1: him plant have grown.
0: <laughs> Magic
1: witches. <laughs> it's those goats. They're getting ready to slice it's... them, slice and dice, slap chop.
0: Is that gonna be a thing? Are we gonna make a slap chop joke every episode?
1: It is now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the dad explains to the mom that he thinks like Raya has like a magical gift for gardening, like literal magic, which is like the worst superpower. <laughs> it's like I'm like poison ivy except not as cool. I make just, I make plants grow. Not like crazy big, but just make plants. Like they grow. don't
1: they don't grow within seconds. They like they become They grow over healthy. I make plants healthy. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a plant doctor.
0: The plant whisperer. So then they talk about how no two women in the family have the same gift at the same time and how the mom is the sight or sees whatever and the grandma has earth elements. bending She's got elements. elements and Rhea can't have elements too. She should have healing and you're like, okay, this is
1: out of nowhere. <laughs> she, she, she can't have all three. If she has the other one, you're going to have to kill her. It's just not fair. <laughs>
0: So, the next day, Rhea and Nico are going, like, trash collecting, and Rhea runs over to talk to Oliver and basically asks him out because she loves him now.
1: (laughs) What? He understands trash. He's the only one that will wear her dress for her.
0: (laughs) So, Nat Wolf complains that he got beat up because of Oliver's poem, and Oliver got a date out of it, which is an unfortunate truth. And it
1: bugs me. Because Oliver's friend is so much cooler than Oliver. he's got. He's got charisma. Right? I like him. and he's like he's got style.
0: Isn't he in that new movie with Cara Delevingne? That Paper Towns. He, I, I think he's he's going places now.
1: Well, the unfortunate thing is everybody in this movie is going places. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's actually true.
1: We got an award winner. We got. Someone that's on that really, apparently really good show, Girls, who is Zosia. Oh, yeah. Zosia Girls, that's true. And what, Sam, is it Sam that's Oliver? Yeah, I think the actor of Oliver's name is Yeah, saying, he's in the following, like we said earlier, and then... Yeah,
0: we got Michael Madsen's sister, woo! Yeah they decide to go on a date in a car ride to a random gazebo in the middle of nowhere overlooking a... Like, it's like a Windows landscape wallpaper. like It, it looks like the it, prairies. It doesn't look real. And then Ray tells an anecdote about a weird dream she had about a wave.
1: She's already... Where's t- this
0: movie going?
1: <laughs> it's been one date, and she's already telling him
0: dreams. Then they have this, like, the moment about what her fears are, and she says not getting out of town, and also public poetry recitation about her, because
1: who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't so happy about it earlier.
0: So I'm um, giving this movie its fair ribbing because that's my job. But I have to admit at this point it's not awful. It... I don't really have any complaints about the acting or writing. Really, it just it seems like your average
1: teen drama
0: romance fantasy but we're also a third in the movie and i don't know what's going on see the
1: acting is actually not too bad uh like you said the the movie itself reminds me of like a midnight family channel movie yeah if you've ever stayed up long enough to watch those
0: so they're hanging out at the gazebo and she's like we should go and he's like no we shouldn't then they start making out to some cheesy song <laughs> never mind this writing sucks
1: I think that's where it goes down.
0: (laughs) Then she's like driving on the way home and like smiling to herself and she says his name out loud, Oliver. Like, no, nope. And then it's raining because they took a cue from Eddie, the writer of the Hunchback of Notre Dame (laughs) in that when you're in love with someone, you just smile to yourself and repeat their name out loud. That's how you show love. It's not a trick of good writing and good acting. Just smile to yourself and say their name out loud.
1: I don't know if you can see, but I'm smiling and I'm whispering your name, Clairvoyant. Don't. But I'm in love. <laughs> so, Olympia Dukakis, award I can't. winner. No? Okay, go on.
0: <laughs> Olympia Dukakis, award winner, and Mrs. Madsen are in their. Paintatorium. <laughs> I don't know. It's a room in their house where they paint. <laughs> and they're about how Rhea has the gift of the elements. Oh, but I have the gift of the elements. No one can have the same gift.
1: It's not fair. Killer. Unless she has all three. Burner. Oh, cool.
0: It's another chosen one narrative.
1: Actually, Olympia Dukakis could burn her. She's got fire. Elements.
0: Yeah. So that means Rhea has healing, the plant, and oh, drum roll.
1: <laughs> she is clairvoyance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, In
0: Take a shot.
1: <laughs> For now on, your new name is now Rhea. No. Yeah. No. Why not?
0: I refuse. Why? I it's refu- a nice name. I refuse.
1: I defuse. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs>
0: yeah, but it's not what it means. So yeah, we got another the chosen one narrative. You know, the she is the only one who can fulfill the prophecy. I'm yawning just saying that. <laughs> I
1: feel it. Like, I feel like this whole thing is like a big metaphor, accidentally, because no way this writing was planned.
0: No, it's definitely a pretty ham-fisted metaphor <laughs> for
1: for her um, growing up. Her no. Well, that
0: too, but.
1: Because they're like, we need to talk to her about It's these a
0: things. pretty, uh. We'll get a pretty strong environmental message later on in the movie. So Madsen is begging Oscar winning Olympia, don't tell her that she has powers for some reason. And Rhea shows up all glowy from her kiss, and her mom just totally fingers her out for no reason. <laughs> because she's jealous. She's like, You're late! Sorry. Where was your phone?
1: In the car. I I feel like there's a, well, I feel like part of it's, like, overprotective because of the whole prophecy. I feel like there's a bit of jealousy.
0: Or it could be the whole, she saw a vision of her daughter dying thing.
1: Yeah, well, protective, yeah.
0: So the scene, let's go into the scene a little close in detail. Because f*** this scene. (laughs) So Rhea is copying a painting because that's, like, what her mom makes her do. And she can't get the feet right. And Grandma Dukakis comes over and starts giving her some art tips, which are good, legitimate art tips. You know, you're not drawing toes on a foot, but you're drawing a part of the whole. You can't look at things individually. You have to think of the big picture. She's also good life tips and stuff. And she points out, hey, the subjects that you're painting are all facing different directions, but they're all within the same circle. And Rhea responds with the dumbest line like you me and mom (laughs) are you you kidding me she doesn't know she's magic she doesn't know she has the same powers as her mom and grandmother she has no idea that she foreshadowed her own magic ability but if she doesn't know that then that sentence makes no sense
1: see you know what you know what i think i think they wouldn't didn't want her to go to college is because they know she's a bad painter and her dad make it in art school. And her dad's the only one that's trying to sell her painting and actually got it sold. So we already know he's got bad taste. I think I've already debunked this whole movie. I know what this movie's about. It's their secret that she's a bad painter. <laughs> this is Pollock. <laughs> Pollock the movie. <laughs> I'd watch it. It's a thing. Is it? yeah there's a biopic oh it's called the last (laughs) keeper no i'm kidding but there is actually a biopic so they go for a walk
0: and grandma gives her a weird existentialist lecture about what the world is made of and then convinces her to do magic without even realizing it and oh it's so very the prophecies have come true the ancient one is awoken and just stop it
1: (laughs) all you gotta do is close your eyes and a wave will appear. If you can
0: dream it. You can be it. <laughs> so the best character, uh, her Asian friend in the car later, asks if she's going to tap dad. Not her grandma, of course, but Oliver. And I'm not paraphrasing her, by the way. <laughs> Kid she me? asks if she's going to tap dad, And uh, she's like, he's kind of hot in a 1700s Jane Austen kind of way. Ollie? Oliver? Ollie, <laughs> I don't find him attractive at all. I think he's a good-looking guy. I don't like him as a
1: character, and his voice is real high-pitched. but right? Like no, I, I don't. I don't know. It could just be the awkwardness that really bugs me, coming from an awkward person. But could be because you're a fan of the following. <laughs> that could be too, actually.
0: So, radists. Rhea sees the Lollipop Guild member in the field outside (laughs) and pulls over and basically admits to herself and her friend that she's just going insane.
1: Oh my god, it's an Oompa Loompa. (laughs) I didn't even write that one down.
0: That was the most obvious one.
1: I didn't either. I just got it once you said the Lollipop Guild. (laughs) So I like to think that this whole movie is just Rhea losing her shit. (laughs) Or... The no. parents are overbearing, and she's stressed, and she's losing her. Sh- I have a new prediction of where this movie's going. She's the only one that can find the missing Oompa Loompa. One went missing, and they're scared that he's going to tell the secret of the slaveries of Oompa Loompas. He's the keeper of the secret, right? <laughs> the last one, because he's the only one out.
0: So, meanwhile, at Roller Disco. Yeah. <laughs> Nat Wolf is playing air hockey with uh, Nico. And she asks him, if he had superpowers, would he rather be a superhero or supervillain? Now, if you had superpowers, would you be a superhero or a supervillain? Don't no answer incorrectly, because I know your answer.
1: What is my answer? You were going to tell me. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, I would be... I want to say I want to be a supervillain, but I have, too Bullsh- big of a, I have too big of a conscience to be exactly. a Exactly. So I... am the same way. <laughs> I'd want to be a villain, but I'd be a hero.
0: Villains are cool, but yeah, we'd be heroes.
1: What kind of villain would you want to be? A cool one. But you can be like a cheesy cool one. No, there are no cheesy cool. This
0: isn't MODOK. <laughs> but... he, Yeah, so he answers correctly. But it's kind of funny... Yeah, he says he'd be a supervillain. <laughs> it's kind of funny because Nat Wolf recently screen-tested as Spider-Man before Tom Holland got the part.
1: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, and he's in this movie saying, I want to be a supervillain. Bullshit, do.
1: That is so weird.
0: He almost got it. He was in, like, the final five.
1: And then he turned it down to do The Last Keepers. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Aww. <laughs> So then, Nico asked, "What his power would be?
0: No, what, what would your power be? My power? As yeah.
1: a, as a villain?
0: As a hero or villain? I, I, if that informs the
1: decision? Okay, it actually does. Uh, if I was a villain, uh, fire, burn, burn people. Um, if I was a hero, a uh, mix between teleportation." And flying or X-ray eyes. See, I have I, I went a little more creative with
0: this. I want I didn't go with the standard cookie cutter. Hey, like, if I was the villain, I would want to be like, like the ability to like, almost like, almost like earth bending from like the last airbender stuff,
1: but like, once oh, so again, have the power of the elements. Can like, uh-huh. create like a like a. Um, like a molten lava suit. Oh, that'd be that'd be cool. Because actually. then,
0: like, it's like the thing except red hot, and no one's touching you. <laughs>
1: do you know who could do that? Um, Raya and her do, grandma. Yeah, her grandma. Right. Oh, you are Rhea or her grandma. You're Dukakis. And if I was a hero,
0: I would want the power to like absorb and redirect kinetic energy
1: and yet your name is the clairvoyant
0: yeah so like if like say there's like a train speeding and i can just boom like stop the train dead in its tracks
1: and take it
0: yeah but, and take the kinetic energy and so now i can like boom and like direct the energy at a wall and it's like a train or the the momentum of a train just hit that wall
1: can you... I think that would be useful, but also really destructive. <laughs> Do you think you could, like, control the width or the diameter?
0: I don't know. I didn't think that far ahead.
1: What if it was, like, the same as whatever
0: you were... That would suck. That would kind of suck. But if but... you, like, shrunk it to, like, pinhole, then you're basically... That's bullets. Like, you're... Like, like, like if you compacted the energy of a train into, like, bullet size, you're just... Firing invisible bullets at someone. That would be... This the requires thing. more thought. <laughs> so anyway, back to the movie.
1: You know what? We're done with the movie. Let's go back to that.
0: <laughs> so Oliver and Rhea are roller discoing around. And then they have to leave because Oliver's got to go to work. So they go to work. And Oliver, meanwhile, he's the the world's least manly lumberjack. <laughs> And, ooh, she's there and she sees the little boy-girl creature again sitting on some logs.
1: At Oompa Loompa.
0: Like, what What the hell is
1: that thing? I don't know. I don't think it's ever even explained.
0: Kind of. It's oh, wait.
1: On. Yeah, that's true.
0: So it motions towards a giant tree stump thing, which they decide to start watering. And then they get in a wet t-shirt contest, like, water fight. That That was fun. I was part of that. So they try moving it for some reason, despite it weighing like a couple tons. And Oliver cuts his hand and Rhea
1: heals it without even realizing. Which is the biggest setup.
0: Ooh, magic!
1: <laughs> like, I saw that coming. Like, right away. He cuts his hand and the camera just is right in the camera. And then, yeah.
0: Yeah. Then she kisses him. Uh huh. Meanwhile, in her mom's home, uh, Rhea is grounded. And so she has to stay at home and paint with her grandma. So like what she's been literally doing since birth.
1: You're just uh, not allowed to do any extra activity.
0: Yeah, her mom like how dare you leave the house and have friends. And then cheeky kids music starts as uh, Raya has to work in the gallery, and ooh you can tell she's gonna be mischievous. <laughs> and she asks her dad. Hey, can I leave in the afternoons? Uh, he gives in eventually.
1: Like a normal dad.
0: He's chill. And then we get a montage. Meanwhile, the lumberyard, the chipping away at the tree root thing, and we get you know, kissing, pruning an old dead log. Repeat. Ray and her dad meet up. He's on a bike. She's in a car. They race home. Then we go back to the lumberyard. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is that? <laughs> so Ray is working on her secret project. And it looks like her project is carving tree stumps into tree stumps. And then placing them in a random formation until it looks right to her.
1: I thought, I'm like, wow, these are just tree stumps. You did nothing. <laughs> you spent like, all this work.
0: Are these supposed to be in a particular shape? Because everyone's praising these, like, beautiful sculptures, and it looks like dead trees. (laughs) So, I think it's... Is this one like, do I have to chalk it up to, like, one of those artsy things that I just don't get?
1: Well, now now I think it's very obvious that you're not an art person.
0: I just don't think you can arrange a bunch of dead logs you found. You know, like, just take a bunch of dead logs, and just three of them, actually and line them up and say it's art
1: David Lynch did it with a ton of scenes
0: I don't like David Lynch I love David Lynch and so then David (laughs)
1: Lynch.
0: what so Rey is moving the stumps with her mind because it didn't look right
1: or did they forget to turn off the crane (laughs) she's
0: but she says it doesn't look right she starts moving the stumps with her mind so is this Elements moving dead tree stumps.
1: I, yeah, see, that would be more telekinesis, which really bugs me.
0: And she's lifting the stumps and they're flying in the air to this weird epic music. And see, Oliver and Rhea seem like relatively unfazed. To the fact that she has magical powers.
1: Yeah, that I, I just noticed that now, actually, like, now that she's, I think about
0: it. She's just concentrating, like, how am I doing this? And he's like, oh, 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 oh hey, oh, that's neat. <laughs> they don't care. They think it's cool, but they don't really care. They're not shocked. They're not passing out because, oh, God, what did you just do? Like,
1: I'd probably, like... Shaker. I'd be like, look at what you're
0: doing. I'd or like freak a, out. Right? I'd be like, am I being punked? Are you actually
1: Ashton? Actually, I don't know if I'd freak out or if I'd run to the route, jump on, and go for the ride.
0: You'd freak out.
1: Or I'd go for a ride.
0: No, you wouldn't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, at the
0: gallery, the mom brings some sketches for Ray to work off of. Mr. Aiden lies, and she's like, oh, I'll wait. Because bitch, Mad sin's gonna <laughs> And then Rhea comes home and she's like, where were you? She's like, come look at my sculptures. And then they're like, okay. <laughs>
1: Let's just ignore that she was gone.
0: And they look at her sculptures and basically are like, I've underestimated you chosen one. And then they take her home to the attic or something. And they're looking at artifacts of their ancestors. They tell her she that magic exists. They just straight up say, "Oh, by the way, magic exists," and she is she's like, "Oh," and they're unfazed that she's unfazed. They t- you someone tells you magic exists and you just accept it, and they accept that you accept it. Like, cool, that
1: was I, easier than I thought. I would be excited. Like this is a big deal. <laughs> you, would you actually be scared or excited, or upset? both?
0: Not upset. Which, speaking of upset, the <laughs> show her a scroll of visions of an ancient ancestor, and the, the prophecy states that the chosen one will be birthed of the one with the three gifts. So before we get to the anger part, wait, what? The so the what? The chosen one will be birthed of the one with three gifts. So Ray is not the chosen one.
1: She so will her, give birth. Her
0: to daughter you. is the chosen one. <laughs> That and what is the chosen one? What's it? What are they gonna do? Wait, yeah,
1: they really f***ed up that whole. Yeah, is, the what mother. What is going on? The mother should have all three. Yeah, it doesn't like, make sense. That's a... they're like, you are the chosen one, it's mother. Congrats. <laughs> but the thing is, she has all three powers.
0: Yeah, and then what does the chosen one have?
1: All four. What's, go-
0: <laughs> what's going on? And so they show a picture of the chosen one, and who is it? But Quasimount? No, it's um <laughs> the little elf dwarf thing we saw from before with the white hair and the blue dress. Little kid, Rickon, Rick Rickon Stark.
1: That is a really good painting for a scroll.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they confirm it's a girl. Hey, it's the little girl thing. Yeah, it reminds me of P from Nino Cooney, except not cute. <laughs>
1: Ah, oh, she's kind of cute.
0: So that's the chosen one, I guess. But if she's seeing it, is she is she what is she having visions of it, or like is that her
1: daughter? Do you is she think manifesting her, it? I'm do, confused. Do you think Oliver knocked her up, and this is like her pregnant dreams of what her kid's gonna be like? I don't know what's going on. It's a mess. So,
0: she of course recognizes her. Oh, Rhea has the elements and the visions. That's two gifts. She doesn't have healing, except we know that she does.
1: There's been, like, two scenes.
0: And her grandma's, oh, I have all the elements, like Storm. And her mom's, like, I have the visions, like the clairvoyant. And and Rhea's, like, just like, wait since when? And finally (laughs) it starts to dawn on her that magic's real, and then she gets pissed for no reason and leaves. You guys didn't tell me. It's like you were cool with it earlier. Her her cool dad shows up to comfort her. And she's like, I don't want this magic for literally no reason. Like, why? You've done barely anything with your magic. And what you've done has been really
1: cool. And she's been, like, excited about, like, everything she's done. It's like, hey, you have these magic abilities.
0: There's really no responsibility that goes with them. There's no power drain. Go wild. Do whatever the hell you want. You just have magic abilities now, and she's like, "I
1: don't want them." See, if I was her with magic abilities, I would go to a school on prom, and then I'd start fire everywhere. Carrie, <laughs> hey, that's a thing. So her dad's like use it for good, my child, and
0: she's like, "This is, this is the wave." <laughs> and he's like, What are you talking about? And she explains the same goddamn anecdote that she explained before, and she's like crying. And she's like, the last weeper, am I right? <laughs> Ladies. Anyway, she decides to Netscape man made disasters. And she's like looking at all these environmentally unfriendly pictures and videos. And she starts getting like resolve, and I'm like, Oh god, why am I just realizing now that this is the. An environmental friendly message. (laughs) She was picking up trash and she was making grow. And now I'm like, no, no, it's an environment movie. (laughs) I didn't see the signs.
1: Well, I guess it would be more like Wicca. Because isn't Wicca all about like elements and earth and stuff?
0: I think so, but I don't know. I don't know enough about Wicca. My Wicca knowledge is from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is a little skewed in its reality. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah. Rhea decides, for for fun, to cut her hand with a scalpel and try to heal it. A fun game for people with healing abilities. Have you never done it? Only she fails. And then she tells her mom, yeah, I cut my hand, it's still cut. I guess I'm not the chosen one. And so her mom shows her a passage about healing from an old tome.
1: Which is and, right in the open.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the clairvoyant is like, I don't know what that means. And is like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so the mom explains it further. And the clairvoyant's like, I still don't get it. <laughs> and is like, I still don't get it. And then something something heals with love. You can heal, heal with love. Okay.
1: Does clairvoyant get it yet? No. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> the suspense is killing me.
0: So Raya and Oliver, who still exists, go hanging out in a boat. And he just straight up calls her a witch. Like I can't believe I'm dating a witch.
1: Told you, she's a witch. I called it.
0: Her mom. Her dad's a muggle. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: although he dresses like a witch
0: (laughs) oh (laughs) but she's all like i'm not a witch it explains like the spiritual laws of the universe because she's like an expert on witch
1: (laughs) yeah when did that happen and when she was like before she when she didn't know her power and then all of a sudden when she's moving those roots she's now amazing at it (laughs) this (laughs) isn't fair
0: What's going on? We didn't get a magic training montage.
1: <laughs> dun, 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 dun. She's like lifting a pen.
0: <laughs> oh, they're mine like Matilda, except like doing curls. And then the pen explodes. So it's Halloween. Nat Wolf is dressed as a motherboard. <laughs> and Aniko is dressed as Wonder Woman. And they're just kind of geeking out together. And God, they're the best characters.
1: They're perfect for each other.
0: I want to spin-off of them, except it would suck.
1: But I want one. They're the comic relief character, and I learned never, <laughs> ever make a movie with a comic relief character.
0: What about Joey? No. <laughs> so, Oliver is one of those lame pun costumes. A sweeping generalization. I
1: didn't get it.
0: And he's like a, a broom and... Like a shirt this is like generalization or some. I don't know what his shirt said. But it's so lame. It's like a girl in elementary school covered her pants with Smarty containers and called herself a Smarty Pants. And this <laughs> reminds me of that. It's like, no.
1: No. Are you dissing my Halloween costume of a Smarty Pants?
0: <laughs>
1: That's not yeah. fair. You said you liked it.
0: He gets bullied for his shitty costume. And then they start making fun of his evil witch girlfriend. And he's like, no, she's a good witch.
1: <laughs> what? He let it slip. And they believed him. What are you doing? Yeah, and why do you actually believe him? Like, like no doubt, not one. It's like, so they're like, oh, oh, damn, we were joking, but he's actually a witch, bro? That's cool. No, not like, oh, he, oh, that's cute. He thinks he's dating a witch. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, they they believe him. I was so confused. Are witches a regular thing in this universe?
1: Do you think this is part of the Twilight universe? Where's the no. vampires? Where's the werewolves? Where's the Bellas?
0: <laughs> so apparently Simon is having a Halloween party. So is Simon Nat Wolf? Because they haven't established a name as far as I can tell.
1: Uh, yeah, I honestly <laughs> don't know.
0: But Simon is having a Halloween party, and Ray is like, I'm sorry, my family's just chilling, we don't do Halloween. But then she's like, hey, Oliver, do you want to come? And he totally does. And then we get a trick-or-treat montage, and holy, that kid was Pinhead. (laughs) He will
1: tear tear your your soul apart!
0: Ray's family starts asking, like, awkward questions. Like, when did you go to love our daughter? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, everyone's getting along. Then the mom kind of, like, zones out and gets a vision. You can't see me, but I'm doing, like, the That's so Raven thing. <laughs> like, it looks like she's about to poop. <laughs> yeah. So outside, because she sees a vision of someone outside. So outside, they're burning a witch
1: scarecrow. I still don't understand and why they still believe. <laughs> oh god, Oliver, you fed <laughs> up. <laughs> they should be um, in Halloween Town. They also,
0: I think they killed their goats or something. I don't, yeah, right? They implied it, but they didn't show it. Didn't it have a name, too? Yeah, but the name she said. ...wasn't the same name as the goat earlier, but there were two goats earlier. So, I don't know. If they're trying to establish this. They didn't do a good job.
1: And they looked horrified. Yeah, like, so that's why I assume they killed their goats. I thought it was like, I don't know why, but maybe because they're a witch. That is a cat. Ah, uh, th- this is a live action of Kiki's Delivery Service.
0: So, Oliver admits that it's all his fault... And Rhea tells him to fuck right off, and he does. <laughs> and then she's crying in her fancy bedroom, but on a different pillow than she had at the start of the movie to signify
1: that she's grown as a character. <laughs> you have to wash your pillow- Are you saying you don't wash your pillows?
0: Well, the first pillow looked like... It was all, like, grungy. It was white, and it had, like, fingerprints and, like, graffiti on it. And then this one's just red with, like,
1: white polka dots. Well, she did bleed all over. Her, i'm assuming she let all of her pillow she's With her hand so the next day Rea is dressed
0: all goth because teenagers and she, <laughs> i didn't know
1: she had real clothes
0: she's like i'm sick of all this being good and i'm going to school and her mom's like you're not going to school she's like stop me this is so
1: backwards
0: <laughs> like, what's happening when did this <laughs>
1: and she looks so good In actual clothes she
0: she doesn't look noticeably different I thought she did she does not she looks like the same person wearing normal ass clothes like the difference between seeing someone in a movie and then seeing them on the red carpet you're like oh yeah that's them but kinda dressed up
1: (laughs) you know I think we hit a breakthrough actually A a parental breakthrough tell your kids not to go to school Yeah, and then they're like, try and stop me. Right. And they get all A's and they're like, You're grounded. You're going to LA for a year. (laughs) It's a dream.
0: (laughs) So at school everyone's like checking her out like, oh dude like she looks noticeably different and didn't just change her clothes and put on a slightly thicker eyeliner. And even, like, the bitchy girl's hot boyfriend is, like, hitting on her. Like, hey, girl. He, like, opens the door for her.
1: And then they even say, like, there's that really creepy line where it's like, aren't you going to show me some witchcraft? Because for some reason they believe in witchcraft.
0: (laughs) It's like, wouldn't you like that? Maybe I would. And And then he follows. Bad.
1: Maybe this is Sunnydale.
0: So what's happening in this movie? Ah. It's just going through motions. It's like they had... It's not even like they had an outline, really. It's like they just started... They wrote the ending, and then they started writing, and they're like, let's get there somehow.
1: I'm not going to say it would be good. I'm saying this movie could honestly be a little bit better as a show.
0: Because it's, like, just a bunch of sequential... Yeah. And not an
1: actual, like start rise fall and <laughs> yeah it's just a long like if like i think in between different sections there's rise and falls but i don't know and uh, so the dad
0: has to paint the word witch he has to paint it paint over it because someone spray painted it on his shop and the neighbor ignores him he's like oh hey agnes and she just walks on by like, or which is an accepted thing in this reality or like accepted that they exist clearly not accepted cuz this is like say look say look
1: i like i i'm still surprised that they all think like they didn't have a second Since
0: modern day they're just like uh witches in our society <laughs>
1: not one doubt
0: never thought it would happen to this community <laughs> but anyway in the Bathroom at school, Nico calls Raya a hoe bag, Never change. And <laughs> Ray is all I'm new cool for you now and leaves. She reminds me kind of of Kean Peel's like Megan character. <laughs> I get, I'm a guy who even does that. <laughs> uh Oliver shows up and tries to apologize when she's like whatever and catches a ride home with the hot guy whose name is Taylor, I think.
1: Which bugs me, because she drove there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Where's her car? Why'd she get a ride? And at dinner, her family's all, who is that guy? What's up with you? She's like, whatever, oh my god. (laughs) Not a big deal. And it's painful to watch. It's like, what the hell happened? (laughs) So and the hot guy, next day at school, kiss just to piss off with the g-girl. And Oliver drives by, so they kiss again. (laughs) I really thought this was going somewhere. (laughs) Meanwhile, the mom and grandma get in a fight about the mom being overprotective. This scene actually is probably the best acting in the entire movie.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty heated fight, too.
0: Yeah, the grandma actually has a line that I really liked. Uh, I mean, it doesn't... It's not one of those great lines, like... That don't work out of the context. (laughs) Like round up the usual suspects. It just like it it doesn't outside of the universe of the movie, you're like, what? But in the movie, she has a great line, just because you can see the future doesn't mean you can impose your will on it. Yeah. And I thought that was great. And the actors are all trying really hard and it's weird. (laughs) Like that's she just brought her Oscar chops. She brought her O game. (laughs) I don't like that. So the mom shows up as Ray is walking around, and she's like, she just like follows her just to tell her, go live your life. And <laughs> Ray is like, yeah, whatever, and goes to the high school party.
1: Whatever, whatever, I do what I want.
0: Yeah, so there were a lot. there's a lot less cocaine here than parties I'm used to. I don't do cocaine, but I'm saying there's a lot less cocaine than (laughs) parties I'm used to.
1: You don't like to go skiing?
0: It's like, this isn't what actual high school parties look like. Yeah, they
1: didn't do a really good... Well, then again, our high school parties could be a little bit different.
0: (laughs) Then they go to some drinking game, probably, and the cops show up, run! And... Raya takes them
1: to her secret gazebo place to escape the cops. This hurts me, actually. Before that, what really bugged me is they're trying to figure out where to go and the guy's holding the keg above his head. <laughs> yeah. The cops are there. Hide. Take that. the keg. Throw it in a. It's expensive. Throw it in a car and you're underage. <laughs> this movie's promoting underage drinking. It's not fair. Yeah, she takes them to her secret gazebo place in the middle
0: of a Windows screensaver, um, and. <laughs> It this scene kind of hurt me. It was another kind of heavy-handed, littering, environment-friendly stop it thing. But, but still, it was like she takes it to her secret place, and they start like littering and no, like you're defiling it. Everybody's drunk. You don't show random. Nobody's your place. You this is your place. It felt so wrong.
1: <laughs> you did this to yourself, Le- Rhea.
0: As a kid I was I had this like day camp thing. And me, Mr. Universe and another friend had a secret place. We had a place
1: I'm gonna call you and, Ollie from now on. Olive.
0: No. Why not? No. But we had a place and just if no other kids ever found our place, but if they did that's it. that's not our place anymore. That is now a place.
1: So you, you just like
0: see I don't think you, I don't know if you, you, you've you had, had a situation like that. You don't feel what I feel.
1: I had a place.
0: There's someone out there that knows, like, yeah, sh-.
1: You tell them. Hey, I had a place. I just wasn't a big s***. A- so I not let people in my place. I let people in my place. That's not
0: your place. That's just a place. But
1: I own the place, though. Wait, did you own a club? What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, you don't know? <laughs> So. Book their voice aloud. <laughs>
0: so they drink and party, and then they drink and drive, and then they almost crash, and then they do crash. This
1: feels like a commercial, actually. It does. The whole it thing's like a big like... PSA.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so they crash. The last sleeper, am I right, ladies?
1: <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's worse than the movie.
0: Next, we get some seagulls crying over an ocean. And then a giant wave splashes down. Oh, wow! That
1: was a nice wave, though.
0: Oh, what a metaphor! (laughs) Raya wakes up in the forest. It's all dark, and she's real injured. And, oh, sh... This is the start of the movie! She heals her arm, because she's feeling the love
1: or something. (laughs) And gets up. So, how... Hmm. she's a narcissist she cares. She loves herself so much that she can heal herself
0: don't get it earlier she couldn't heal herself because she wasn't feeling the love before that she did heal her her bf because she was she was feeling the love at this point she like what is
1: what (laughs) like i guess she's feeling it i think now mr krabs (laughs) <laughs> um, earlier she did say that she's really big on forgiving, though.
0: does it have to do with this, though?
1: I, I think, I don't know. But she's good with, like, <laughs> elements, so maybe forgiving's a seed, and she's making it grow.
0: That makes no sense. Like a little baby. That makes less sense.
1: Like the Oompa Loompa living in her. The, the chosen one, the prophecy.
0: The car is on fire! <laughs> she
1: puts it out. She sees Taylor, like,
0: dead in the car really dead he's got like glass in him and then she heals
1: him she takes the glass out too
0: yeah she girls dying on the ground convulsing in the woods as her friend like holds her and she heals her too and it's like at this point they're like come on Raya, you know this isn't real love this is just drunk affection
1: this scene really bites me for two reasons she's healing the dry blood as well Yeah, about half the time. Right? And then another thing that really bugs me is how the car is positioned. One, Reyes should be dead after being flown right through that window. Um, How the guy holding the twitching girl, how is he alive and perfectly fine holding her?
0: He was chill. He was like, oh, wow.
1: I would like to be that guy, honestly. He comes out fine. Well, not mentally, <laughs> but like uh, in the way they're positioned, there's no way their bodies should be there, like at all. And she's going on full on keeper, like using all her powers
0: and like whoa. <laughs> and she's healing everyone because she's feeling a huge wave of drunken affection. Like you know what? Let me tell you a secret.
1: <laughs> we should hang out more. Shh. <laughs> I love you. You're my
0: friend. <laughs> That's and that love is what's keeping her going and healing everyone.
1: What are you doing tomorrow morning? <laughs> let's go for breakfast. Let's, let's go for brunch. The, let's go for brunch. Then you get a text the next morning. I slept in. I got a hangover. Can't go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's funny cuz we're talking about a specific person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no comment. <laughs>
0: So, she continues her healing, her happy healing, healing horses, healing hearts. <laughs> to, to, just, cut, cut it. <laughs> but she's, she continues her healing montage, which sometimes gets rid of the blood stains and sometimes
1: does not. I'm I'm telling you right now, it does not come out of the clothes. <laughs> that and stuff's gonna stain. This is healing, is like a happy music,
0: swelling... At the car crash site in the dark forest in the middle of the night. So the little girl, the chosen one, the prophecy speak of, uh, grabs Ray's hand and leads her into the darkness. And part of me thought that this was going to be the final shot of the movie.
1: Me too. I thought this was going to be the end. <laughs> it
0: was such a long shot, and I'm like, wouldn't that be the most f***ed up place to end a movie?
1: It's in the mist.
0: And... Then we cut to them in daylight, walking in a field under a rainbow. Is this a leprechaun? Is there gold? Rhea is then walking alone in the middle of the day through an autumn forest. I had another, the last pun here, but I don't remember it. Thank you. (laughs) So her mom dries up and calls her name and pulls over. Oh wait, that's not her mom, that's Oliver. (laughs) I heard the voice and legitimately thought it was Miss Madsen and it was just a high pitched squeaky teen. Ollie So he tells her that the whole town is looking for them. And he's all it's my fault and she's like, no. And then he flirts and then they kiss. And they have a really awkward I love you exchange and he drives her home. Damn it's a really pretty forest. Like it's like it's clearly autumn. It's all reds and golds, and it's, ooh, it's, I want to eat it up, eat the leaves, tree stars. (laughs) And tree stars, man. So her family are all fawning over her at home, and she's like, I healed them, Mom, I really healed them. And her mom says, I know.
1: (laughs) Why are they, they should not be proud, she was in a car. There's people drinking and driving.
0: Rhea talks about, I felt the love. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> mhm. And then a shitty CGI raven flies past the end.
1: That's how it end, how, That's how it began, too, with that really shitty raven. Actually, I like ravens, but that was a really bad raven. CGI
0: in this movie ranges from little girls disappearing and shitty CGI ravens to moving sculptures with her mind. Which may actually be, like, wire work and not actual CGI, which would explain why it didn't look bad. hmm But let's get to the awards. Alright, so the awards for this, we'll, we'll do the same from Hunchback. So first up is the VIP MVP. The VIP... The <laughs> <laughs> The best. Just the best person. The whether, whether we're talking best actor, best crew member, best character, who you feel deserves a shout-out.
1: Okay. Well, for Hunchback, it was sarcastically. Uh, this one, I'm going to go a little bit more sincere. I'm going to say, good for Nat Wolf for out-showing one of the main characters. I say, Tom
0: Tom is (laughs) Quasimodo. Tom! But, yeah, no, I would have to agree. Nat Wolf uh, was fun. He was a fun part of the movie. I don't know if it was his writing or if it was improvised or who knows, but
1: either way, he brought some joy into my life. He was the only. Like, thing that made me not feel bored. <laughs> Hoping he'd be on next.
0: And I think he's doing well for himself now. Like, like as in like in a movie currently in the theater is well for himself. So good for him. Yeah. You go now. And now, best line if you can remember
1: it. Oh yeah. Oh, I got one. I already referenced it, but oh my god. Ready, 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 ready. I'm excited for this one. Three, two, one. A ray of sunshine. <laughs> no. I hate it. it it's, the, it's the defining... Uh, okay. Oliver showed up. I'm like, okay. Okay, whatever. He's got a leather jacket. He might be a little cool. Takes off. He's got this nice blue shirt tucked into his pants. What a nerd. Whoa!
0: What a nerd. <laughs> Why do you notice this?
1: I don't know. But what a nerd. I was so upset. And then... <laughs> Oh, this is the, the... And then he started doing this poem about Ray, I'm like, okay, this is very uncomfortable for me. Then he says that line and makes that face. I'm like, every bit of my soul died. I'm soulless. <laughs> and you were, you were soulless before your soul died, too. Yeah. And this still affected you. <laughs> it was like, it caused the phoenix reaction, so it created another soul just to burn it again. So I'd say my best
0: my best line Yeah, that I wrote in this episode <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that. My favorite thing that I did today <laughs> No, but my best line, I mentioned it earlier, also being sincere for once, is the line from the grandma in regards to you know, you can see the future as I mean you can impose your will on it. The way it's delivered and the it's just it's well done that whole part was well done going into this movie like just looking at the cover looking at the menu which by the way is less options than the hunchback does it
1: doesn't even have a scene selection it's just play why have a scene why have a menu
0: <laughs> so going into this movie looking at the cover and the menu and all that what did you think and did your impression change at all after after you saw the movie
1: it threw me off guard almost as much as the cover for The Princess Bride threw me off guard. You look at The Princess (laughs) Bride, it's like, oh, it's it's this romance movie. No, it's this really funny, comedic kind of adventure movie. You look at
0: The Princess Bride and you think it's this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But, like, this movie, I look and I'm like, oh, this is going to be, like, just, like, the live-action kids movie kind of thing. And then it opens up all Evil Dead style, and there's bodies everywhere. I'm like, what in the hell am I watching?
0: And then ultimately ends up being the spider Chronicles. Yeah.
1: Like, at first, I'm like, okay, this might have potential, and then then it goes nowhere for a good 60 minutes.
0: (laughs) See, I picked this movie out because it looked like a really bad Bridge to Terabithia ripoff, and... I have to say that it ended up being significantly better than I thought it was going to be. Really?
1: Yeah. I was, it was like I guess the acting I, was pretty good.
0: I, I, overall, the production wasn't bad. It was just a, you know I thought I was expecting garbage straight to TV, you know, kids fantasy, and it was really just your average teen romance with some fantastical elements there was nothing there was nothing to write home about but it, i wouldn't say it was like offensively bad as much as i like to tear in a new one
1: yeah I, I i guess i hate to say it but and so it was good. who who would you recommend this to oh god i honestly don't know <laughs> usually i'd have a movie like yeah you should check i can't think of a single person for like it's it's just so rocky with like either there's sh- happening or there's nothing happening and it's boggling my mind and i hate it
0: <laughs> i i'd say because it, it feels like it's based off like a a young adult like romance fantasy it's not though there is one with the same name as this movie but i would say like fans of that genre really like young kind of young preteen to teens they're like a bit of fantasy sprinkled in with their romance and that aren't looking for anything crazy special because this movie's really not anything special Aside from the cast, for some
1: reason, right? It's like a good all-star cast—not all-star, but you for all-star for the a movie. Good, <laughs> a good C-lister cast, C to C to D. Actually, I'm going to change my answer to hoodoo, who do who <laughs> I'm going to recommend this to. i do you voodoo? I'm going to recommend this movie to anyone that's seen or that's read the book called *The Last Keepers*. <laughs> Oh, they made a movie that you gotta check it out. It's fuck no. Yeah, actually, disregard what I just said if you read the book. Watch the movie. It's great. It's just like the book. (laughs) Word for word. Scene by scene, I was amazed.
0: Never read the book. So, lastly, I guess, yay or nay from you?
1: (laughs) Oh. I thought this was going to be an easy one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you... You can see your moment of realization. You're like, oh, that's actually harder than I thought.
1: Uh, just because the plot was awful and there was nothing much going on, nay. I did like the ending and beginning. Well, not the very ending, but like the dark part. the crack
0: I'd scene. say if I had to pick, like if I'm not on a 1 out of 100 scale here, so I can't be like, I'd give it a 58%. But... It's slightly leaning towards the yay, so I'll give it a yay. Really? Though but it's it's a close one. It's a close it's close to a A. It's not a great movie. <laughs> Don't be mistaken listening to this and like, I wanna see that. No one should want to see this.
1: Now let me let me let me ask you this though. Would you prefer this or the hunchback? This. Why? I would watch this Really? every day
0: for the rest of my life. Oh,
1: Lord, no, don't. But if I never had to hear the hunchback, it's the voice again. (laughs) Okay, the voice is one thing. I, I actually really like that.
0: Here's a fun fact we forgot to mention. The DVD cover includes Rhea and her dad doing sparkly magic spells. Wrap your head around that one. As with every episode, our colorful language has been replaced with the sweet sounds of the profanity orchestra. The piece today has been, I Put a Spell on You. Thank you for listening to our show. I can't believe you stuck out two episodes. You deserve a medal. Or better yet, the five movies we review this season, including The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Last Keepers, and three more for free. Contest details are on Twitter, at blindby and on Facebook.com slash BlindBuyPodcast. Bonus, if you follow at blindby, you are now following me, the Clairvoyant, two in one. If you want, I guess you can also follow Brody at BloodyBrody on Twitter. Special thanks to our hosts HHWLOD for not dropping us after episode one, my family for letting me break into their house to record and not disowning me, and Zosia Mame, who I had unsuccessfully asked to appear on today's episode. Sorry for making fun of you and your movies, and for calling you a rat. If you like podcasts full of nerdy movie talk, good news. You don't have to stray too far from home. Check out Real Heroes, also on the HHWLOD network. It may not be updated as often as we are, but it's fun. All music for this episode is royalty free and provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. It is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. For more information, please visit CreativeCommons.org.